Paddington is my one and two are some of my go-to like comfort movies. You know, it's so funny. I've not seen number two. I was so shocked by how delightful number one was. I was really not anticipating it to be such a good film. Um, It's so good. It's so good. And like even my boyfriend who can be a bit of a film snob and Mm -hmm. like when I go to watch kids films for comfort, he's like, you know, we'll roll his eyes sometimes. You know, he'll be a bit like, come on, you know. And he was like, that is maybe one of the best ones I've seen this year when we watched it. I was like, right? It's, It's, yeah, I think it is like undeniably good. It is undeniably good. I really need to watch the second one. I'm so glad that you've reminded me to do this. I really will. A lot of people think the second one is better than the first. Really? Which can you imagine? But it's, it's, they're both so good. Okay. I, I also... I'm a big uh, Muppet person, uh-huh, and I yes. think the humor of Paddington is very, like, original Muppet movie, which I just love. That it's, is so, that's really accurate. Right? Yeah, that's, I'm also a big Muppet person. Yeah. I feel like, I didn't realize that the Muppets Christo- Christmas Carol mm-hmm. wasn't the OG Christmas Carol <laughs> until I was, until I was studying, like, Victorian English literature when I was, like, 16. I like and the I idea was, that like, you were like, they, wow, oh, they ripped this off from the Muppets? Yeah, and then I was like... <laughs> Oh, the book came first. Huh. Well, huh. you know, the book came first, but the, the Muppets perfected it. It I'm did. It, the Muppets immortalized uh, the work of, is it Dickens? <laughs> yes, Dickens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it's the work of the Muppets. We all know that. Of, for sure. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because Paddington, yeah, you wouldn't maybe think of Paddington as a, as a, fa- as a fantastical yes. creature. But he's a, a, a talking, clothes-wearing... He- Yes. Sandwich-loving bear. So. Oh, he loves his marmalade. He, he does. is from Darkest Peru, in case someone forgot. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, if you haven't seen Paddington, you have to. It is truly... I I also... I mean this in a good way. I, like, cry the entire time I watch that mm. movie. Mm. Uh, mm. Because it's just so nice. Like, yeah, everything I... just gets me. And I could, like... He... <laughs> there's a part where he puts on his little coat, which... Yeah, it's iconic. It's got the, the little wooden... Uh, buttons yeah his little duffel raincoat yes and he yeah. puts it on and like i started to cry like my own son got his first like it was like his first day of school picture i was like he looks really good such a handsome boy <laughs> i'm so proud of him that's so funny i also just i feel like i have a and <laughs> i i have a um tense relationship with being a british person i think that that's sure. that's I think that's the correct way to feel about being yeah. a British person. Yeah. Paddington makes me patriotic in a way <laughs> nothing makes me patriotic. <laughs> Truly, I am not a patriotic, God save the Queen, flying the Union Jack person yes. at all. But Paddington makes me want to put my hand over my chest and sing the national anthem. <laughs> like that. And like it it takes a lot for me to get to that place and Paddington does it. So um I'm really glad that we've that we've started this episode with an acknowledgement of a true national treasure. It really uh, is. Yeah, he, it, absolutely. He should be. He should be also like, there's the dog mare in Idlewild here. And like, I do feel like Paddington could run for office. And I would be like, yes, absolutely. And they'd be like, that's a cartoon bear. And I'd be like, but he's going to do a great job. Pat, I would have more faith in Paddington in number 10 than <laughs> mm, the, the, mm, 
the last mm, mm -hmm. all of our leaders yes. <laughs> yes. every single one maybe he's just so. gonna look at the issues and be like well this seems like the kindest choice right and you know what that's all i want is a leader that makes the kindest <laughs> choice yes and he always has a sandwich in his hat Oh, which is just good, which is good forward thinking. Like, yes. He, you know that what I mean? That's good preparation. He's that's planning, good planning ahead. He's, yes. And sure, he does, he gets into trouble sometimes. He gets in over his head and he makes a big mess. But he's always there to help you clean it up. Yeah, absolutely. Which again, more can be said for most of mm -hmm. the, our leaders. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, we might get accused of being too political now, Alexis. Oh, you're right. I've I've done it again. I've done too it. Too political, suggesting that Paddington should run for office. I'm going to do a good job. <laughs> I couldn't get into that show. They were just on and on about Paddington being the next great leader. <laughs> um, speaking of fantasy creatures. Yes. We have Marcel and Hannah again, the rest of our conversation this week. And we... We we it goes I'm say it goes hard. It's we just it really does. it goes hard. It slaps. We go hard for the fantasy creatures this episode. Yes. It was it was inevitable because Hannah and Marcel are the amazing hosts of Which Please. So mm -hmm. we knew that a big part of our chat with them would have to concentrate quite heavily on uh not only the fantastical creatures of Harry Potter, but just the notion of fantastical creatures in general. Yeah. Um I mean, I, I didn't I didn't expect it to slap as hard as it did. Uh, yeah. I was wheezing at some point. <laughs> so funny. So and funny. It, like right off the bat. We also, <laughs> spoiler alert, we also talk about dinosaurs, which I know you're going to say <laughs> that's not a fantasy creature. We get into it. <laughs> uh, oh, you can so tell that none of us did so, like science degrees, <laughs> science majors, like none of us. <laughs> it's like spot the arts, kids. Yes. <laughs> There they are. Because also the way that we all talk about fantasy is so, it is our form of like academia. 100%. But then every once in a while you're like, yeah, good that you know about all of this um, made up stuff. But like, yeah. none of you have taken a science class. Like, clearly. It's oh, wonderful. That is so true. It is great. It is wonderful. Um, do you have any quick pet updates? Um, what's about? been going on lately? Also, um, lately, so we've had a lot of pet pet babysitting mm. um, the last few weeks, which has mm. been like hilarious to witness. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to post the picture because it's honestly so funny. So normally when, you know, like my parents go away, I look after Simba. I tend to not have Simba and Persephone together because I think... I think Persephone would beat up Simba, truly. But I'll do like a journey between or um, I'll stay at my parents and my partner will look after Persephone. Um, but it, it just so happened that this one week, both me and my parents were away. And so Persephone was looked after by her aunt Anya, who's one of my best friends. And she, the only reason I trust Anya to look after her is because she matches Persephone's... Um, in kind of in instinct to be violent and hateful. Uh, and so where Persephone will kind of, you know, pounce at someone and they might flinch away. Anya, she's from West Belfast, which if, you, if you're familiar with Ireland, will be all you need to know. Sure. So Persephone will launch her and Anya be like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to me? Just like prop, just will really. And, and, and Persephone doesn't know what to do. She's like, oh my God, I've met my match. And, they, and then they coexist like quite peacefully. 
Um, That's adorable. So it's great watching someone out, out alpha, my very alpha cat. Yeah. Um, which is just really hilarious. And then Simba <laughs> was looked after by my cousin Lara and she sent us the most... And Simba, like, he loves everybody. He's the sweetest boy. You know, he was giving her cuddles, but just occasionally he would look at her with, like, genuine suspicion. And I will post the photo because it is... You'll see what I mean. He's looking at her like, I I know this is okay. I'm just Mm -hmm. not quite sure why I'm here. Like, what? Um, So I'm going to post some suspicious pet pictures because Persephone actually... Actually, there's a a similarly funny picture of Persephone, like, at night, sitting on the end of our bed, looking at Anya, like, you're not my mum and dad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I've, I've been very amused by the fact that you can't explain to your pets that, you know, these people that you know and you love yeah. are going to be here for a while and we're coming back and that's okay. And so they, they just don't quite know what to make of it. Like, they know they're not in danger, but they're still like, mm, I don't recall signing a consent form. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been hilarious. That's so funny. I love that. Um, what about what about yours? What about the quads? What's going on with the quads? Quads, Alexis? You know, one thing that has been strange. I think because it's hot, um, mm. this summer. But lately, so normally Crumb and Cricket sleep in the bed with me, uh, and Grant. Um, mm. <laughs> so it's a full, it's a packed bed. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the cats sleep downstairs. They do their own. Their own little thing. Um, but I think because it's been hot, Crumb keeps, like, jumping off the bed and sleeping on the ground. And the amount of stress it brings me is honestly embarrassing. Aww. I'm always like, what are you doing? Like, what? what why are you? Are you okay? Like, are you sick? Like, And it's like, he's clearly fine. He's just yeah. sleeping down there where it's less hot. There's not, you know, a bunch of body heat. And he's, you know, he's a thick boy. I feel like he might heat up a little bit faster. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But every night I'm still like, you're, you're, are you sure you're okay down there? Like, you're fine? Um, and yes, he is fine. <laughs> he's just... Oh my God, bless him. He's just getting a little independent too. It's just so... Because, you know, he's been... I've had him since he was six weeks old. So I just keep being like, yeah. but you sleep up here. Don't... Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, and he's just um, like, want, like, mom, I'm okay. Like, it's, <laughs> it's all good. You gotta, you gotta let go. <laughs> yes, I am still three feet away from you. Like... It's yeah. fine. Um, and like Cricket, one of Cricket's funniest traits to me is that he's he's the most snuggly dog. Like we call him a little weasel because he also will just like burrow his way into your neck as much as possible. Mm. Um, but the one time that he's ever like grumpy with us, like he'll get a little bit, he'll growl and he has like snapped at us is if we try and move him while he's sleeping. <laughs> and it's so rude because he will be like you know like next to our neck and whatever and we're like all right bud this is the most uncomfortable place you've ever been like, we're just gonna move you and he's immediately like, <laughs> like this is this is my bed dude i let you up here like this isn't yours to you crumbs on the ground like what do you and, uh, and that's so funny because he clearly is just like, I think you've misunderstood this situation. Um, did, I'm... Did, did you think you were in charge of this? Or right? Yeah. No, no. Because also like, what is it that you're just very comfortable? Like, I've, yeah. I've never moved him off entirely of the bed. It's like, I just need you to go literally anywhere but where you are. And yeah, he hates it. Nah. He hates it. Nah. So that's... That's... Yeah. 
That's what's I love that so much. That's so funny. Just the and I and you know what? Like in a way, I kind of understand because being moved when you're when you found the perfect yeah. position for your limbs, and you're like, oh, I'm so comfy. Oh, this is this is this is perfect. And then someone is like, nah, that's not working for me. <laughs> Even if the request is perfectly reasonable, I do understand yes. the irrational rage. Like I do get it. Yeah. Um, I wonder what his, his uh, zodiac sign is. You know. Oh my god, I would love to. I wish I could. That's figure it definitely. Out. That's got to be something that we do in the future: is a deep dive on our pet zodiac and <laughs> what it means. Because Persephone is an Aquarius, mm-hmm. and she is such an Aquarius. I mean, me too. I get it. So yeah. So mm. like. Um, that would be a really be very funny for us to have. Um, should we get to the interview? Yeah, we gotta get back and do it. Yeah. Well, speaking of, honestly, what a good segue because it would be silly to bring you both here and not talk about like fantasy creatures. Also. Oh yes, yes. Um, so I guess like, do you uh, just I guess overall, do you have any favorites? When I say that, does anything come to mind? Oh, sorry. Boy. Can I? Can I? Yeah. Yes, Hannah. Are you sorry. okay? I was about to say dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people don't know this about Hannah, but she's actually like that one particular type of creationist. I'm a newer creationist. Dinosaurs are made up. You know, like unicorns and dragons and dinosaurs. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, spot the humanity student. <laughs> and I have been watching that um oh gosh, what's it called? Uh prehistoric, oh, um, prehistoric planet on uh, Apple TV. It's uh, like I know that they were real, but there is like an element to it that you're like, whatever yeah. though. Like I think no, it kind of counts no, in the real. same category. Me and Alexis, yeah. No, me and Alexis, like our WhatsApp chat we're watching is like, and they're telling us that dragons yeah. aren't yeah. real, but this is real. Yeah. Like are you like come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way yeah, so, like I don't know. The the way that um, <laughs> they, they move, move. Yeah, you're doing arm gestures, none of which look anything like I, anything I've seen a dinosaur do. That's so, how I felt watching the show. Have you seen show. dinosaurs do things, Hannah? It looks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, in the documentary know, Jurassic yeah. Park, yeah. I watched several so dinosaurs. I know dinosaurs are real, though, as you point out, much of what we think we know about dinosaurs is largely yeah. speculative. Mm. Yeah, be like, We're pretty sure this dinosaur is like this, but we have like one toe bone. Yes. <laughs> so we're sort of extrapolating from the, the one toe bone. Toe bone. Uh, ergo. So. This is the thing. It's like, yeah, like this, like, I'm like, but then how do we know that mythical creatures aren't yeah. real, guys? Like, yeah. you've got this one wing bone from this one kind of dinosaur and you're, you've created this <sighs> yeah. whole creature. The way that that, okay, to explain why I was moving my arms weird, there is this, this like, Pterodactyl looking dinosaur. I know exactly what bird you were doing, Alexis. It it walks, (laughs) it pulls in its its wings and just walks on its elbows, basically. Yeah, like like this. Yes. And it is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. No wonder it's extinct. (laughs) Have have you all seen the new Jurassic World Dominion? No, not yet. Okay, I'm a Jurassic Park devotee. Like, I have a Velociraptor claw on my desk right now. You have now. to watch this show, though. Oh, I will. Yeah, you, you should. should watch this Look show. at this. Insane. It's Look at so this. What is that? Uh, it's a reproduction of the Velociraptor claw that Dr. Alan oh Grant God, has so in the original Jurassic that Park. That rules. Um, uh, from amazing. our perspective, you brought out sort of a hook. 
I can't believe that you all don't immediately recognize this iconic Velociraptor claw. He uses it to threaten and terrify a child at the beginning of the movie. Very important. (laughs) Anyway, love in Jurassic World Dominion, there's a bunch of new dinosaurs, like not new new to the franchise. Like new Pokemon come out. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Including one called Dreadnoughtus. Okay. What? Yeah, like a dreadnought. That sounds like dreadnought. A... Yeah, it sounds yeah. offensive. Wow. Yeah, new dinosaur just dropped. But there's, yeah, it does there's one that has these like wild three pronged sloth claws. Like, just and they're super long. No, and this just is made up. So... Like it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all of this is to say, dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I cool. I feel very frequently. <laughs> I'm trying to get it together. Sorry, so sorry. Out of here, Marcel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm here. Le- like as a child, any fantasy novel where the premise was people can in some way spiritually bond with dragons Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. important Mm -hmm. so important to me like Anne McCaffrey's Dragon Riders of Return absolutely foundational did you read Aragon no I was too I'm too old Aragon came out too like (laughs) it came out too old yeah, I guess Sounds it's like, like you know, why I make a podcast like... about Harry Potter, so maybe I should. I was really mature. Maybe, yeah, maybe I should come right down. I was too mature. Anyway, yeah, I'm doing my podcast. Too if I was young boy dragon books. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not read them. Maybe I should. I, I did. Should. No, they're so there's good. Absolutely, but it's that thing where, like, yeah, the spiritual world yes. of dragons. I love. Yes, that. there's so a good. wonderful super gay fantasy novel that came out a few years ago called The Priory of the Orange Tree. Reading oh, it yeah, right now. Reading list. it right now. It's, it's great. Incredible. So in- good. So good. It's so it's good. So and good. it has like it's, one of the plot lines it's is so like gay and there are so many dragons and those are like my two favorite things. <laughs> it's, it's so gay. good. If somebody it's says so read this book it's so gay and there are so many dragons I'm like that is honestly Buckle that's up. what they I'm should put on the little quote on the front of it. Yeah. So gay. So, gay. so, so many, many dragons. dragons. It's like Hannah's yeah. book read, club yeah. pick, right? Instead yeah. of the like Oprah. the like Oprah pick, it's a sticker. Yes. And yes. it's so, so gay. gay. So, so many dragons. And it has two so dragons, dragons scissoring and then it yeah. says so gay, so many dragons. <laughs> <Whoa>. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, okay. So and then Marcel, yeah. do you have favorite I are you are you a fan of dragons? I am. I am definitely a fan of dragons, but I think I think that if I had to, um, if there's a fantasy creature that I identify with, it's definitely the unicorn. Um, and I think this is, you know, partly why Hannah and I are such a good team is because <laughs> Hannah is team dragon and I'm team mm-hmm. unicorn, and you know. Yeah. Why not? Why, there, Ella, there are two genders. Said, like, what about you? Are you two a fan genders. of dragons? Felt like we were gonna bring out a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and are you a fan of dragons? Because we have a it's little. It's just very like. And here's one I made up. Yeah. And then I was like preparing for you to have something, and I was like, "Did you write a thing that I didn't see?" Um, yeah. Um, I yeah. I feel like you being a dragon and a unicorn is yeah a very yeah. Good so like book wise, the last unicorn dynamic. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Marcel is too yeah. pure for this world, and I am constantly breathing fire on her. <laughs> um, yeah. We bonded early on in our friendship over our shared, profound love for the film *The Last Unicorn*. 
Yeah. An because incredible it, film. It's true. So perfect, perfect movie. No notes. Yeah. Mm, no one never one note. Well. I don't like the butterfly. Other than that, no notes. <laughs> yeah, that butterfly sucks. I think it's on HBO. I, I will watch. I don't know. We don't have that. No no idea. Wait, did well, you say we don't have you HBO? Said you... Yeah. In Canada? Yeah. It's not Hulu. <laughs> I think we have Crave, and you can get HBO through Crave, but we okay. don't have HBO. Okay, okay. You get the channel. Touché, touché, mm. touché. Oh, apparently you yeah. can watch it on YouTube. Incredible. Oh, wonderful. I mean, you can watch okay, it. Amazing. You can watch so, it right now. Okay, so the okay, opening so, scene. Wait, just wait. When wait, the last wait, wait. lion roars. Sorry. It's, it's an incredible movie, and with the exception of this being a very cis-normative reading i do feel very strongly that it is a metaphor for menstruation like there's oh, a yeah it's Absolutely. like the whole thing about like okay. you know becoming a woman and she has a song about now that she's a woman and then she has to confront the red bull mm-hmm. oh yeah. oh well, and okay. then once you've confronted the red sure. bull you're not innocent anymore no oh, you wow. regret a lot mm. Yeah, you learn That's how to regret, all. which is what excited. we all do when we start menstruating. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I feel like if I could reimagine the movie, I would love to do something that's a little bit, like, less transphobic and a little bit more, like, mm. inclusive and magical. Because mm. if you're talking, <laughs> if you're using magical creatures as a metaphor, uh, you know, like you can bend all kinds of rules. <laughs> oh, Marcel, don't even get me started. Mm, let's get you started <laughs> on the though. way Go. that, on just on the way that fantasy in general fails to radically reimagine oh. anything. It's like you have these mystical creatures, yeah. you invent like a new continent and a new language. <laughs> But at the end, the man is still in charge. Like, it just makes no sense to me. Like, um, I've had a couple of people. So in my book, um, they're my, two of my protagonists are two women in a relationship and they have babies. And everyone's like, how can they have babies if they're two women? And I'm like, because they're witches. Like, I don't understand why it's really easy for you to conceptualize the, the magical power system that I'm putting into place. But when two women have babies, you're like, they need a boy for that. Um, <laughs> like, it's magic. Yeah. It's magic. Yeah. There, 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 there are fairies and talking spiders yeah. in this book. Like, yeah. this, this is why. Um, this is why Jurassic Park is such an important feminist film because it's all oh, yeah. of these men being like, "We made all of the dinosaurs ladies; they can't reproduce," and the dinosaurs are like, "Psych." Oh, Canon. I'm sorry. My next Nature book finds is. A is like I have signed a contract for it. My next book is a feminist reading of Jurassic Park. So stay tuned. I'm so excited. Um, nature does find a way. Magic finds a way. Couldn't wow. agree with you more, oh Ella. My God. Did you know okay. I had a podcast um, in between our, our original Witch Please and our reboot of Witch Please. I made a podcast called Secret Feminist Agenda. And I did. I listened the to it. The title yeah. of Secret Feminist Agenda came like, from an interaction I had once with a man on Facebook where I had posted an article, like one of those like feel good pet story articles that was about yeah. two stray mama cats who were raising their litters together and just co-parenting okay. these kittens. But the title yeah. of the article was like, you know, two female cats 
are raising their kittens together. Um, And this man was like, "Uh, how did two female cats have kittens together? And I was like, three words, secret feminist agenda. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Because surely it's lesbian cat (laughs) reproduction is what we're all... It's the future liberals want. It, it absolutely is. I've been trying to get sneak it into ballots. <laughs> yeah, a writing vote. Incredible. Um, you know who I just want to give a shout out to, like, black science fiction writers, mm-hmm. females, because mm-hmm. I feel like they are very good yeah, at Olivia Butler. not doing what the problems yeah. we're talking about. Where, like, you yeah. know, for years and years I've been like, no, this is there's another gender like yeah. don't worry about it like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 totally uh, this is i mean yeah. this is he, yeah octavia yes. butler does an amazing yeah. job Butler's... of just being like, like so here it is hey nk jemison <laughs> here's some alternatives so good at it like yes. this is why <laughs> yeah nk jemison we just need straight white cis people to just like take a quick time out <laughs> from <laughs> making things take a nap like just nap. uh just just like give us just a century to just <laughs> tell yeah. some interesting stories for a bit and then yeah. like yeah. i would yeah think about how good superhero movies would be if they weren't mm. all made by straight white cis men yeah mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. the stories mm-hmm. we could tell if we let literally anybody else tell stories i mean we, yeah. we can even just compare like Thor Ragnarok with the mm-hmm. Avengers, you know, like, like similar actors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, somehow radically better, more yeah. entertaining yeah. story. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. So fun. Totally. Haha. Um, yeah. also... We were talking about pets and we made it about getting oh, rid of shoot. straight men. Oh, shoot. Shoot. <laughs> It's literally impossible. (laughs) Okay, listen. Speaking of getting rid of straight men, I feel like maybe we should also just quickly talk a little bit about about magical creatures in Harry Potter. Um, Yes, that's. I was going going to segue back into that. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I've been thinking about this. Yeah. Okay. I tell you, it is weird that the Weasleys don't have a cat. Like I can't. Mm. They, but they do, don't no, they? No, I don't no. think so. Okay, so 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 there is a brief mention in in Chamber of Secrets. Ginny loses a jumper, and Mrs. Weasley. She's like, "Mom, have you seen my jumper?" And Mrs. Weasley says, "Yes, dear, it's on the cat." But that's like the only time we ever hear. I don't of think a cat. that makes it into the American release. <laughs> I think they change cat to couch. <laughs> I don't think there's a cat. I don't think there's a cat in the North American versions of the books. I mean. If that isn't, it does make sense because oh, there is no. Oh, here it like... is. Okay, I googled <gasps> it because we're not the only people that have had this question. Apparently, of course, there okay. is no what happens to the pet cat? cat. This is a hook type thing hanging above the fireplace that's shaped like a cat. <gasps> oh, so weird. Which they do have like they circled a wow. photo. So it's like a cat shaped yeah. coat hook. Or something. Yeah. They just call it a cat. On the cat. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. It is weird, weird. Then, that the Weezy said yeah. no cat. They yeah. would have far fewer garden gnomes if they had a cat, I'm pretty sure. True. But so I don't know. Yeah. 100%. I don't know. It's also just, I mean, we had this conversation at length about the kind of pets that are associated with magic and aren't associated with magic. Like cats, rats, bats. I don't know if it's just the, the <laughs> <They are> rats. <laughs> yeah. And snakes. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Ants. No, that's true. Ants, snakes. snakes. But yeah, I feel like. Cats, rats, bats, snacks. 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 <laughs> I feel like there are certain um, animals that because they're so independent are more associated with magic because because they're independent have this sense of like knowingness. Yeah. Whereas dogs, because God bless them, they rely on you so much. So you're kind of like, you're kind of stupid. Like you wouldn't, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't survive without me. Whereas a cat could survive on the mean streets of Edmonton and be mm-hmm. okay, yeah. you know? Um, but I, it's definitely with the Weasleys don't have a cat. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more uh, nerd stuff. This week, the greatest discovery becomes greatest trek. That's because Greatest Trek is for way more than just Discovery. We're the hit show on Maximum Fun that covers all the new Star Trek shows. Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, Picard, Prodigy, Discovery, and any other Star Trek show Paramount throws at us. Come check it out for our funny and formative recaps of all the new stuff this Star Trek industrial complex churns out. It's in your podcatcher every Tuesday. Subscribe to Greatest Trek. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of The Greatest Generation. Hey there, it's Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Lara House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get tiny! thinking lately about the word familiar Mm -hmm. um Mm. and because i'm very cool i spent a while reading the oxford english dictionary entry for familiar Mm -hmm. um which unsurprisingly comes from the same root as family Mm -hmm. and pre you know our sort of like 20th century construct of like family is a heterosexual couple and their reproductive children the family would refer to like the larger household like everybody you were responsible Mm. for um and so they would be much larger and much less sort of biologically based Mm -hmm. and so like your familiars might just be like people who were like part of your family in a wider Mm. sense so like you know like people who also lived in the same household as you Mm -hmm. um and so familiars in the sense of animals are like an animal that is part of your household like mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah it's, i've been trying to like think about why it is that cats are so often familiars and dogs are not mm-hmm. when dogs seem mm. so much more household based yeah but mm. i wonder if like in the period when familiars were first you know when like the the probably 18th century when the notion of familiars as accompanying witches came to the forefront if like Mm. dogs mostly lived outside Mm -hmm. and cats Mm -hmm. just go wherever the hell they want Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i wonder Mm -hmm. if it's something about also that cats leave and come back Mm -hmm. whereas like dogs are always in the same spot for the most Mm -hmm. part yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, dogs used to work for us. Like, you would have a working mm-hmm. dog, whether that be on a farm or the pest control or hunting or whatever. So, yeah. That's like, that's not a family member. That's a member of state. Right. <laughs> you pay them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, they're the staff. They're the yeah. help. Whereas cats aren't the help. We sell. <laughs> yeah, cats aren't helping. Um, did, sorry, I was no. just, this is so far back. I just had, like, a sudden thought of, what if the reason the Weasleys don't have a cat is because, and it's very embarrassing for them, that they were like, well, we can't let Peter Pettigrew the rat near a cat. And that oh they've just been God. depriving themselves of having a cat because, because oh, of Peter Pettigrew. Such, because they had because scabbers. it's such God. a problem when Crookshanks first shows up yeah. and Ron is so yeah. mad. Yeah. Alexis. Yeah. Sorry. It's just, I was like, wait, Alexis, you're no, so that's... smart. Wow. It's, so much. Wow. it's like I get I'm now mad at him for a number for of reasons. reasons. Yeah. But like also they yeah. could have had a cat that, if not for you. Weird old man. Yeah. <laughs> Living in a child's bedroom for 13 years. Gross. Yeah, we really act like, oh, the reason you're a bad guy is because you did crime against your friends but really it's like also because you've been pretending to be a rat in a child's bedroom for years that's yeah. also a crime yeah yeah. So. yeah I will never understand why he was in Gryffindor like I, I still am looking for the answer to that Mm-mm. question no. yeah you yeah. know mm. anyway. listen being a rat is brave it's brave to be it's brave to <laughs> yeah. be a rat maybe I that's, wonder yeah maybe it is brave to cut off your finger and be a rat for 13 yeah. years maybe yeah. that okay. is I've never done that I have a thought too I have scared. a thought you know how the sorting hat lets you choose, right? So, like, right. if it's important mm. to you, the sorting hat lets you choose. Yeah. So, imagine little Peter Pettigrew on his first day on the Hog- on the Hogwarts Express, like, hangs out with these with these two bigger kids, James mm-hmm. and Sirius, who like look out for him. And Pettigrew comes not comes before Potter, but it doesn't come before Black. So, Peter Pettigrew decides he's going to be he wants to be in the same house the house that that Sirius is in and so Sirius gets into Gryffindor and so Peter Pettigrew's like please let me in the Gryffindor please right he also pulls a not Slytherin not Slytherin Slytherin. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean given that the from what we can see the reputation in the wizarding world is that Gryffindors are good guys and everybody else is bad Mm -hmm. and then kids can choose why yeah. isn't Gryffindor like wildly overpopulated in comparison to the other houses? But then does the choice like is is what determines what house you get into based on where that choice is coming from? Because like mm-hmm. Harry was in a, I guess Harry was in a position where he could have been Slytherin or Gryffindor depending on what his priorities mm-hmm. were. And his priority was like to, to uphold his parents' mantle of being these people that f- fight fascism ostensibly yeah. whereas like if he'd chosen Slytherin it would have been like but I want the power I'm the chosen one mm-hmm. Woo. and he chose and like he didn't want that he didn't choose that so like mm-hmm. I suppose even if someone was saying I want to be in Gryffindor but if that if that choice was coming from like wrong place the, a, a place of either um I guess some kind of cyn- some kind of cynicism mm. maybe you would end up in in Ravenclaw the other yeah. thing is like you know? I you know I don't know how familiar you guys are with Rugrats um very profoundly great only Perfect. the only the yeah, passover special <laughs> it's really good actually but <laughs> good. i like growing up like just assumed that everyone like me wanted to be a tommy uh and like mm. be brave Same. and then one of my best friends told like was like oh i was team angelica 
And that blew my mind. I was like, wait, as a kid, you would watch this and you were like, I like her, the mean girl. Like, hmm. so ki- yeah. sometimes kids already know. They're like, yeah. And also yeah. that same friend is proud Slytherin. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the readings that is available for Peter Pettigrew is that he is like he and Neville are treated as sort of semi-equivalent characters Mm -hmm. and that Peter had the capacity to turn out to be a Neville and went bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That like, Mm. that like Mm. you, because Mm. like Peter does ultimately like stand for something. It's just that the thing that he stands for sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I do think it's kind of important to be like Gryffindors can also be fascists. Yeah. Mm. Complete. Oh, I completely think Gryffindors can be fascists, but like, I don't know. It, it always seemed to me like Peter Pettigrew stood for himself, mm. and that doesn't seem like yeah. a Gryffindor quality because I because like Dumbledore kind of goes quite fashy, has, has his little fashy face, <laughs> yeah. doesn't he? He's a and he's a Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah, he's a Slytherin <laughs> in our in our <laughs> But Dumbledore is a Gryffindor because he's always thinking about the greater good, right? Yeah. And we know that the greater good can either can go one of two ways yeah. in our approach to it maybe peter um, pettigrew was a better man before he was a rat for 13 years um because yeah, who knows what being a rat for 13 years does to you yeah, yeah that is also yeah. true yeah and i don't know I, I wonder if maybe pettigrew was a better man before he spent seven years relying on people who were more confrontational than him to like fight his battles like he never was forced to be he was never able to be his own person yeah. because he spent all of his life being like you guys do it instead <laughs> Can we talk briefly about Animagi? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Because definitely. Mm, that's actually a really fun conversation because me and Alexis tend to ask people, um, yes. what would your demon be? Mm. If, if you had, you know, in talking about Philip oh, Pullman. Yeah. And I suppose like, let's talk about Animagi, but also let's talk about the distinction between like Animagi, Patronus, yeah. and demons because. Yeah, also, yeah, there is I a feel subtle like if you're difference. And you're I, like, think. I don't know what they're talking about right now. Um, yeah, uh, please, the Animagi we need a gloss is a, for the nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah is uh, yeah. like a witcher wizard that can turn into an animal. Um, yeah. Mm. You're, when we're talking you're, about demon, that's like sort of a. You're, I don't like this term, but it's, it's connected like, to you. It's. You, yeah, I guess the, the description of it in the book, which is his dark materials yeah. by Philip Pullman, is that it's like a physical incarnation of your soul in the form yes. of an animal. And then a Patronus is a spell that you cast to protect you. So it takes the form of an animal that I suppose you associate yeah. with protection and, um, yes, I guess some kind yeah. of god. Yeah. Um, but yeah, talk about, talk about anim- anim- animagi, yeah. animagi. Nobody knows. Anim- I mean, anim- nobody anim- knows. <laughs> Nobody's ever known. Animagus, animagi, animagi. It should be yeah. animagus, animagi, but yeah. like based on what? I don't know. Language. Yeah. Based the on three my- magi, the three <laughs> animagi. Oh. The- so what do you think is involved in becoming an animagus? Like, how mm. does one... Do you choose the animal or does the animal um, spontaneously emerge from your inner nature? Right. Like, yeah. What? Um, no, I, ooh, I, I think okay. they say that they, to some degree that they choose, right? I think that don't, don't they say that like Sirius was a big dog right. yeah. and, and James was a, was a deer because they could, they could keep. Yeah. the wolf in check and then they needed a little a little one yeah. to go get the branch to go through the, the thing like, that's a really good yeah. you know to boop the tree mm-hmm. boop. 
boop. Yeah, boop. Yeah. We need a okay, boop. Yeah, there are boop. S- we need a boop. But then the question I've always had is why when McGonagall is a cat, are her markings the same as her glasses? <laughs> I mean, maybe she chose like, that. Yeah. Like if you She's choose like, I look the form that you take. She was yeah, like, I need a square frame on my yeah. face. <laughs> it's just that my face feels really naked without it. So I'm it's just weird. gonna. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, and Rita okay, Skeeter wow. is I what, never is thought a of bug, it. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's a, because she wants to bug people, yeah. right? Like she wants yeah. to be able to listen in on the mm-hmm. tea. Yeah, I think they all choose. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So if the three of you were to choose an animal to turn into, what would it be? Oof. Oh, if, oh. Bear. If oh. <laughs> oh, I love watching bears walk. They're Explain. so cute. I love the way they walk. I mean, like grizzly for sure. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I love a lot of things about them. I really like the idea. I've got a lot of anger and violence in my heart. Mm. Um, and I like mm-hmm. the idea of under duress being able to um, just like murder, bite somebody's head in half. That yeah. seems very yeah. satisfying. Okay, I guess the other thing to, while we're talking about this I want to keep in mind is, is your... Uh, is it the same animal that uh, as your demon? You know no, what I mean. Ella's, like Ella is shaking no. her head. So yeah, I don't think emphatic. it is. No. I think that, no, no, that's no, why no, I really no, paused. No, no, no. We talked all. about that a lot. Like, but yeah, yeah, no, it's it's definitely no. not because. So if I'm picking yeah. an animal, if it's my anime jai guy, guess anime jai guy, guess um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying it. I guess exactly. Could transform a vagina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it's my animagina um and i'm picking um i'm turning into yeah, a bird nice. because like free travel yeah. um see the world i'm not afraid of heights like that's practically yeah, smart yeah. like i'm yeah. i'm gonna pick some kind of either really small or either or really big like i'd either go hummingbird or i'd go like yeah. albatross like Whoa. i do one i do an extreme wow. yeah i do an extreme i think i would want to yeah, be yeah, like yeah. somewhere i think i'd want to be like a uh, a finch like somewhere oh, like small yeah, yet that suits you, so I don't want to be too small because I think the anxiety of being a hummingbird with my heart racing that fast might be a little bit too much yeah. so I want to go a little bigger <laughs> I think that's just yeah, me anyway is, that's maybe why I is feel dinosaur an option and if not why not 100% mm. no no dinosaurs definitely <laughs> not yeah. yeah. the idea of a it Harry Potter style witch turning into like a, a brontosaurus Velociraptor. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah I'm gonna it probably wouldn't be very like discreet but like maybe yeah. the only that's not good for sneaking <laughs> Okay. Okay. So okay. I, th- my, I think the only requirement is that you would need, you would need to like learn about the animal inside and out. So you'd need to know uh-huh, enough about uh-huh. the velociraptor mm. to oh, truly embody to the velociraptor, right? And yeah, so like 100%. that's probably why we don't see more dinosaur. Why we don't see more dinosaur animals. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely yeah, agree. Yeah, that makes with you. a lot of sense. I think that's. I'm also not against yeah, being a on. some sort of flying bug. I know yeah. that oh, yeah. Rita did that. Okay, and... but swatting. Well, I wouldn't I just fly would be nervous. People. Sure, you'd have yes. your brain. So that's <laughs> <different space. laughs> I wouldn't choose I'm to be a dumb bug. Yeah, but, but Alexis, time. you'd die in twelve hours. What a terrible plan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I have to turn back into a human that soon. I would keep the same. I would do I would I would keep the life cycle, but yeah, I would yeah. be smart. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm, sure, yeah. sure. Um but then if I was gonna be like if we're talking about my demon then, mm. m- like my demon is a Bengal cat. Like my cat is mm-hmm. my demon. Just mm-hmm. yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And then Patronus it would probably be some kind of horse. Ooh. Like a big like a big wild horse. Wow. So I think that's quite like the thought of like 
as a protector, mm-hmm. a horse like charging someone down or galloping. That seems like an image of, mm-hmm. um, yeah, safety to me. A... But yeah, vastly different. Yeah. For sure. Because there are some then, like, thinking yeah. of it as a protection thing. Some people have Patronuses that I'm like, that's not going to save you. What is that, an otter? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> right? Otter is exactly the one I was thinking. I was like, that's not... Like, otters are cool, but, like, yeah. if I'm, be, you know, facing down somebody in an alley with a knife, I'm not like, if only there was an otter here. <laughs> I guess, like, maybe because they're kind of small yeah. and, like... And they hold their little pebbles and that's... It's comforting. Yeah. Hey, they're definitely <laughs> comfort creatures. That's a... Definitely. They yeah. are comfort Cute. creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my sure. demon is definitely a raccoon. <gasps> that's mine. <laughs> Hmm? Alexis has said the same. Same. We're the same. Our souls yeah. are the same. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. we, are things that are good about them. Hands. They're little like, hands. Yeah. They're little hands. The way they wash food. <laughs> the way they wash food before they eat it. And then they're little Wait, hands. What? They wash food? food? They wash their food. There's an absolutely incredible video of a raccoon washing some cotton candy. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Is that why it, is that why it got it so wet? Sad. I didn't realize it yeah. was washing it. I thought it just dropped no, it. No, it washes it. They wash their food before they eat it. Um, I like how bold they are. Yes. I like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm a and big And they're, I'm a they're big mischievous fan. without being like, uh, you know, c- criminals. <laughs> what <was> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what kind of animals are criminals? <sighs> Macavity. It's broken Macavity. every human law. Yeah. The law of gravity, uh, yeah. Cavity. Yeah. No, I guess, yeah. like, they're not, they're mischievous without being dangerous. Which, mm. I mean, they are technically, mm. but, you know, in terms of, like, it's not a... You know, only uh, if they're rabid. Anybody is dangerous if they've got rabies. That's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very true. Exactly. But it's yeah, not, you know, it's not true. a grizzly bear, where it's like, oh, if you get yeah. near it, it's going, you, you should run away. It's, it's a raccoon. Yeah. Uh, there's no point running. Yeah. Just... No. Yeah. Just accept. <laughs> Don't delay. Yeah, just lie down. Just lie down and... <laughs> lie down and welcome your... Uh, yeah. Um, when I lived in Montreal, uh, actually, when I was living in the same place that had the the cat poop bed incident, um, there was this <laughs> family of raccoons that I would always see on the front lawn. Uh, it was this like old Victorian house that had been turned into like twelve apartments or whatever, and um, and and I remember watching raccoons sucking worms out of the ground and it is just so funny they just like you know it's like lady in the tramp with spaghetti except that then they go like Bing! and it just like oh my god that's so cute also that made me think that's about amazing. watching crows um anting are Ooh. we familiar with this practice that crows no. do no. where no. they roll, they find like an ant hill and then they roll around on it so that the ants crawl all over them. Um, and they do crows. Crows. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's this thing like the ants release this like formic acid or something that protects the crows oh. from other kinds of like mites. So it's right. the, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. So they like ant bathe. You like see Whoa. crows on the ground sometimes. Anyway, so That's my amazing. Patronus would definitely be twelve crows. Nice. I I like to my Patronus Incredible. would be a cluster of aunts. Aunts, aunts. I'm gonna say aunts. Aunts. <laughs> aunts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, do you know what? A swarm of ants. A swarm of ants on a crow is my Patronus. Yeah, but like um, a murder of a murder so, of crows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect, a murder of crows is really good, actually. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that, so last night we went, uh, Elliot and I walked to get pizza. And when we were walking home, I'm pretty sure that we walked past a magpie funeral. 
because there was one uh, recently deceased magpie on the ground under a tree, and then there was another magpie that was um, uh, talking, chanting, squawking, I don't know, whatever word you use. And then all of these other magpies in the area uh, were, like, starting to arrive on, on fences and on tree branches, and they were also, like, talking back. And as we walked past... Once we were sort of out of the way, they all like flew in together and were oh. around the crow. Or sorry, not crow, the magpie. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Corvids are so smart. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. That is incredible. They were saying goodbye. Very magical. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love that. I think that's an excellent spot to start yeah, I think so. up. Yeah. I, I don't know if we can oh, we don't wanna, you don't want to do this all day funeral. I do to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I would love to but Hannah Hannah made it clear that she has D&D yeah, my D&D. And that's really also important. it's visibly like the middle um, of the night where you are now it's Ella. so like, funny to I watch it get see you anymore it's I can so see dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we I wrote it down we got to do some plugs you got to mm, pl- plug mm-hmm. plug at yes. us plug us up please uh, yeah, so we make a podcast called Witch Please, which you can find at witchplease.ca <laughs> because we're Canadian, Canada, but also on, on podcast things. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I also have a book coming out in September oh called A Sentimental Education, mm-hmm. uh, which is about um, grappling with our relationship with the sentimental stories that formed many of our sort of childhood literary vocabularies and then what we do as we come to terms with the way in which sentimentality might be rooted in white supremacy um (laughs) it's a fun book for people who like having fun times um and i like having fun times that sounds really fun yeah and uh and you can you can pre-order it now from your favorite indie bookseller Mm -hmm. incredible and it's on the thing, the big, so. the big thing, the big one, you know, that one. Oh, sure, You can sure, get sure. it there, too. The not to be named. Can, yeah. Get it retailer. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. The, the, yes. <laughs> the, the they who must mm, not be named of the internet. Marcel, you want to plug your new podcast? Yeah. <gasps> uh, we don't know when it's coming out, so feels feels uh, <laughs> feels premature. So so no. Okay. But you know what I will do? Okay, so I will I will tease. I will tease the new podcast. Um, Please. So tease. Uh, we we at Which Please are gradually becoming a global media empire. And so we are also um, in the process of creating a new podcast, which is about uh, gender affirming caregiving for the children in your lives. And um, it Amazing. is going to be co-hosted by me and um, longtime friend of the Witch Please podcast and even longer time friend of me, Ramey Marks. Um, we don't have a release date for it yet, but we are um, we have recorded a pilot and we got feedback on the pilot and we're going to record a new pilot and we're going to release it into the world. And Yay. it's going to happen. And yeah. it's going to be called? And it's going to be called Gender Playground. So you Amazing. can keep an eye out for it. Um, where can people follow you two on social media to, to find these things also? Well, if you want to check out my incredible archive of tweets, yes. you can find Because <laughs> I don't, I no longer... Use, use Twitter, but man, when I did, mm, oh, chef's some, kiss. So yeah. good. Um, but my social media handle is pretty consistently Cosminator. So Cosmin, like my last name, with a K and then an eight and then an R. Nice. 
So that's uh, nice. Twitter and Instagram and probably some of the others like uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Link- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Academia.edu. <laughs> you know, the fun ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I am also on Twitter and Instagram and now TikTok. Ooh. At... Yay! You I'm on TikTok, TikTok and so you know exciting. what? It's almost all cat content. So. Ooh. Yeah. 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 And I'm uh, HKP McGregor Great. on all of those. Thank you so much for being on the show. This was so fun. Oh. Thank this you. Was really nice. An absolute delight. Yeah. Thank my you. Back. I have like an I have like an ache in my in my the side of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk to them probably forever. Um, mm-hmm. We had to cut it off at some point, but then immediately after that conversation, I was talking to my partner, and we did remember. That there's one key thing about Patronuses, and I just have to say it before I forget, but Patronuses can change, mm. um, which they not, it doesn't happen very often, but I know, uh, obviously, Snape's changes to Lily, Stag. And Tonks, and Tonks changes. And Tonks to, changes, yeah. To Lupin's as well. And I also, when we, and then, I mean, Alexis texted me this, and I was like, oh my God, I completely forgot, of course. <laughs> and then we also remembered, because obviously we were having that conversation about... Um, the anime guy, Jai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, those yeah. shape shifters. The, them. Yeah. The shifters. Yeah, the shifters. And, um, <laughs> you know, whether or not you can ch- choose your form mm-hmm. and how we kind of assumed that you could choose your form because all of the forms they pick are practical uses. But then what's really interesting is that we remembered that Lupin's Patronus isn't a werewolf. It's just a wolf. Yes. Um. I think that's so interesting. Yeah, because I just feel like, why, what did I say? I was like, why, I don't think he would want to be reminded of the thing that brings him a lot of pain. Why would that bring him, like, the thing, the animal is, like, your, what protects you, and, like, that wolf does not protect him. No, and I don't know if it's that, like, the the true wolf is some kind of, like, symbol of something positive, or, I don't know, the idea that maybe he could, like, reclaim this horrible thing that happened to him, maybe. (laughs) Um, <laughs> take it back you know yeah um but the the thing that the thing that it makes me think is if your patronus can change throughout your life um then sorting children into houses that determine who and <laughs> who they become and how they become how they become that thing yeah at 11 it just seems a bit ill-advised yes <laughs> yeah i yeah well, <laughs> we don't know. Uh, is the yeah, I feel like the conclusion to yeah. everything. Uh, because the conclusion is that we could continue to talk about this for days yes. and days and days. Yes, we we have a lot of theories about this made up thing. And <laughs> um, thank you for going on that like fantasy journey with us. Um, especially if you're not normally a fantasy person and you stayed for that. Mm. Incredible, incredible work you've done. We hope you liked it. We had so much fun. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We're at Sea Creatures Pod. On Instagram, we're Comfort Creatures Podcast. And email us your pet stories, your guest ideas, whatever you have. We just like connect with us. Uh, we are Comfort Creatures at MaximumFun.org. And please remember to like and subscribe. It helps other people find the podcast. It yes. keeps you in touch with us, which we love. Um, and tell your friends, guys. Yeah. Let's not underestimate the value of word of mouth. That's that's huge for us. 
Mm. Yeah. And also, yeah, tell, tell, you can even, if, if we're your friend, you can also tell us about our own show if you don't have anyone to tell. I mean, I would love that. Please, by all means, slide into my DMs and tell me about this show. I would love to hear. Yeah, I'd love to know. <laughs> um, all right. And uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.